welcome to another episode of Gooping and Gagging with Nene. I am your host with the most daddy issues, here to spill tea on everything that keeps my glitter-filled brain stimulated. From travel tips to theme parks to life lessons with your favorite femme, you'll never know what you'll get, but we, we, we will, we will learn something by the end of this. I, I prom, I mean, we have to, we fucking have to. So whether you're driving to the STD clinic, bored at the office, or finally folding your laundry that's been sitting in your stink-ass room for a week now, listen, I am here for you. It's finally time. It's time for you to sit back, grab yourself a cocktail, because it is time to start the show. So now that we've broken the ice and have made it to episode two, I feel like I'm slightly getting the hang of this now. Originally starting was really difficult because not only is there just so much bullshit that you have to deal with when making one of these, but also it's so annoying because everyone online says you need to have a niche audience and you need to plan for this and plan for that and you need a specific theme or direction and a strict uploading schedule and blah 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 okay listen i don't have any of that shit okay i can't even drive straight and sing song lyrics at the same time without almost killing somebody let alone brainstorm on a whole ass vision board just to entertain you assholes however i'm here and i am so excited to have some fun with y'all today and it's gonna be an incredible show because i have a special guest my first ever podcast guest is here but before we bring him on i asked you guys on instagram to send me any questions topics or just any advice that you needed or wanted me to address or answer so let's start with that then bring on our guest and let the gooping and gagging commence Okay, so this first question I actually got multiples of in different wording, so um, it's, it's a really good question. I am going to address it, and I'm just going to pick Desi's question, and she writes, What are the best tips to save money when we go over to the Disney parks? Because a bitch is on a budget. Okay, this is actually a really great question, um, but I do feel like I can answer this more on an international level. But, um, okay, so, like, if we're talking about the parks here, I guess, like, everyone knows that a great money-saving tip is to just not buy food and to just bring your own food because Disney allows you to bring snacks and food in. So, a lot of people I know, they they bring sandwiches in, they bring snacks in just to munch on so that they're not um, paying for stupid shit like churros and popcorn. Now, personally... <laughs> Personally, I, I can't recommend that because I've I've never, I, I mean, I have done that, but I don't really do it because I go to Disneyland to eat. Like, if there's anything that I'm doing there, if I do one thing, it'll probably be fucking eating. But one thing that I have been doing and that I will do to save money is to not buy as much merch. Like, be back in the day, I would have to, like, portion myself out on merch and just be like, okay... This time I'm going to be getting this, next time I'll get this, and the, the next the time after that I'll get this. And just kind of spreading it out, I guess, kind of helps. Lately, Disney has actually been making it really, really easy on me because they are cranking out and mass-producing really shitty quality products and merchandise that is hiked up and is just so, so overpriced and expensive. So it's actually been super, super, super easy for me just to like not buy shit because everything looks ugly and is just not worth the price and is also just horribly made. Um, so that's the fucking tea. So I guess merch, because I mean, realistically, like we all have passes or our cast members and get in for free. So you're either spending money on food or you're spending money on merch. So just stop buying their shitty ass products. Now, internationally, um, my tip for cast members, if you are a cast member and you are planning on 
making a trip to any other of the Disney parks across the world, call for discounts. Call, 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 call. So I found that I was never really able to find the best deals online or even through the hub. So what I would do is I would call and I would call in the middle of the night because of course you have to call during their operating hours and the time zones are different. So it's just a whole big jumble. But when you do this, the first thing you do is you tell them that you're a cast member and that you're planning a trip and then they enter your ID number and then you give them the dates that you want to go and then they give you specific rates for the parks and even for the hotels for the time that you're going with the cast member discount included. So it's very, very specific to you and your trip. Now what um, we would do is when I would call and get those rates, I would actually get the rates of like every hotel, like three to four different hotels that we were thinking of. So I could get the most accurate discounted price. I could come back to my friends and I could say, hey, okay, Hotel Cheyenne wants this much. Disneyland Paris Hotel wants this much. This hotel wants this one. Um, What do we want? And that way you have the most accurate price and discount for your trip. But realistically, I mean, unless you're planning a trip to Disney World, you're never really able to get those exact prices anywhere online or through the hub. Now, for my people who are not cast members, um, my big money-saving tip for you to travel internationally or to the other Disney parks across the, across the sea, I really, really, really recommend focusing on the seasons. Going in very undesirable seasons is extremely, extremely beneficial, not only like price and discount wise, but also crowd level wise. Every um, location is kind of different, but I know that in Japan, an extremely desirable season is to go for cherry blossom season, which is in the spring. So guess what? Our asses went in the winter. For Europe, it's extremely desirable to go in the summertime. We also went in the winter. So yes, you're going to be getting cheaper deals and less crowds, but one should know that all good things in life come with a price. The price isn't that bad, but it's just something that you have to pay attention to. There is a way around this, but it's just something to note. The winter seasons, or as I like to call them, the undesirable seasons, are usually when these parks decide to do refurbs. So it's these seasons that all the attractions or shows kind of go down separately to get ready and to have their refurbs done before their peak season starts, whether if it's in the spring for Japan or if it's in the summer for China and Europe. So just have the refurb schedule on hand and make sure you really, really have it down so that you know exactly what you're going to be able to go on, what you're not going to be able to go on. During our trip to Japan, it was interesting because we split our Japan trip up into like three segments, which is kind of inconvenient in a way, but also it really, really, really worked out in our favor when it comes to the refurb schedule. So part one of our trip was we flew into Tokyo. Part two of the trip was we left Tokyo and we went to Osaka to go and visit Universal Studios. And then part three of the trip was we came back from Osaka back to Tokyo for a couple days before we came back home to LA. And what happened was we looked at the refurb calendar and we noticed that like certain attractions were down during the first part of our trip. But then when we went to Osaka and we would come back from Osaka, those rides would be open and then three other rides would be closed. So they kind of like alternate on what rides to open and close. 
And what this basically meant was my group had to really get our shit together and say, okay, during the first part of our trip, we need to make sure that we get on Indiana Jones. We need to make sure that we get on Space Mountain or yada, 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 just all these different rides because these rides are going to be closed when we come back from Osaka. And yeah, and the rides alternated. So we were actually able to get on every single thing that we wanted to. We really didn't miss out on much. The only, 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 only ride that was closed during our entire stay there and that we had to completely miss was Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin in their Toontown. And they were going through like a whole like couple month long extensive refurb where they were like repainting the outside and redoing the inside and it was a whole shit show so just pay attention to the refurb calendar pay attention to when the ride closures are and listen yeah if there's an attraction that's going to be down and it's going to make or break your trip like for us i know um for japan it was like journey to the center of the earth like if that was going to be closed during our visit we wouldn't have gone but because it was just roger rabbit and we have like the carbon copy of it here at disneyland like yeah i know it was definitely worth it for us so really pay attention to the rides and just see what is going to be operating and what is not to see if it's worth you going or not but if you go during that season it will be very 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 fucking beneficial bitch i should be a singer our next question comes from an anonymous user and she asks how do i get fucked more <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. I mean, coming from a girl who's worked the streets, mama, I mean, okay, this person is in a relationship, clearly, and um, I don't know much about their relationship, but I feel like any heterosexual woman who isn't getting fucked, her boyfriend's definitely a fucking gamer. Like, that is for sure. No doubt about it. You're a fucking gamer. You have the little, like, Burger King fucking headset on, and you're fucking talking shit with a bunch of other straight dudes. Now, if I had a gamer boyfriend that would not fuck me, what would I do? Hmm. Well, like, I don't know what console he plays, but I would, um, okay, this is what, what would I do? Okay, I know. I would go ahead and snatch up all of his games, and if any games were downloaded on the console, I would um undownload them and he might lose all of his data and if that's the case then fuck man i don't know what to tell you but when he shows up to his console and there are no games i would let him know that he can have one game in return for one nut but like not his nut like you have to nut like me miss thing i have to nut and then you will receive one game back you better get to it you better get down there because every orgasm that i have will give you one game back in return and that is what i would do and it depends on how many games he has if he has a lot of games and he plays them then i would probably do that if he has like one game and he's just like fucking playing call of duty with the boys i would probably say like five orgasms and he can have it back and that might take him a couple days and then like a week later i would just start the cycle all over again so yeah that's probably what i would do but also i don't have a boyfriend and that's probably why all right, Dorian Torres asks, what's it like being the funniest person in the room all the time? Oh, Dorian. Dorian, I just looked in the mirror. I didn't know I had a fucking red clown nose on, Dorian. I didn't know I looked like a fucking clown to you. No, Dorian is one of the sweetest humans, and his sister Malaya is one of my best friends. And fun fact, their dad is actually the whole reason why this podcast exists. I think he was watching like one of my Instagram stories where I was ranting about Happy Meal toys or cookies or some random ass shit. And he was like, 
hey, like, please make a podcast. And I said, no. And then he said, please. And I said, okay. And that's how we got here. See, I'm pretty easily persuaded, um, especially if it's like with food, which he did not persuade me with food, but I'm sure if he had a McChicken on hand, this shit would have been out way sooner, y'all. All right, last one of the episode. Um, Okay, so this anonymous user writes... I'm entertaining two men at the same time. One is super sweet and everything I want in a person, but there's no physical chemistry. The other has so much physical chemistry, but is such an asshole. Do I drop both or keep one? Okay, whoa, whoa. Okay, listen, Miss Thing. We're, we're not we're not dropping both, okay? Let's let's calm down. Let's fucking simmer. We're, we're definitely gonna keep one, okay? Let's not get too fucking crazy. But let's keep one of them around. Now, which one? Okay, so let's assume... I mean, let's not even assume. Physical chemistry is sex, right? So one of them, like, there's good sex chemistry and there's an asshole. And then the other one, they're just really nice, but, like, no sex chemistry. What should you do and who should you keep? So one thing that I've learned from my elders and something that I've shared with my friends is that no matter what, whether you like it or not, you will automatically, involuntarily become who you hang out with. Regardless of whether you deny it or not, you will subconsciously pick up some traits, language, and behavior from people that you're constantly surrounded with. Now, I know you're probably thinking, okay, then of course he's going to want me to choose the nice guy in this situation because we don't want to pick up the shitty traits from the asshole guy. And yeah, I mean, that's probably what you should do, but I personally, I feel like I would need to see, I would need to see dick pics. I would need to see dick pics and I would need to compare because genuinely, I mean, how good is a dick and how bad is a dick? Is the nice guy's dick like above average and you're just being like a fucking like picky ass bitch? Or is it really like some fucking Bucky Larson shit? I, I, I gotta see. No, but honestly, I would probably genuinely pick the nice guy because at the end of the day, like, you want someone you can bring home to your parents. If you're just fucking, like, hanging out with someone for, like, good dick and you can't even bring them home, it's like, okay, how much how much longer is this gonna last? Like, like what are, what are you fucking doing? Also, bitch, what the fuck are you complaining about? Oh, we have no chemistry in bed. Bitch, I don't give a fuck if you have no chemistry in bed, bitch. Some of us have had to masturbate to consensual porn for 23 fucking years straight. I don't give a fuck about your problems. Pick the nice guy. Pick the fucking nice guy. I don't know what's happening to me. I feel like I'm going through like a quarter life crisis. But lately I'm just like, yeah, dick is cool and all. But what if I just had someone right next to me that would centrally look over at me and just say, hey, it's time to go brush our teeth now. Or, 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 um, um. Hey, did you set the alarm for tomorrow morning? Ugh, that shit, bitch. That shit'll keep me going. This is what I would do, okay? I would stick with the nice guy, and I would buy myself a very, very, very awesome vibrator. And invest in something good. Like, I know Nicole Byer, she uses a Theragun. You know that, like, $100 machine that fucking pounds the shit out of your fucking muscle knots? She uses that. She fucking loves it. She's been using it all quarantine long. And she, um, and I quote, this is what she says. She says that she loves to jackhammer her clit off. So, bitch, I would do that and keep the nice guy. And, bitch, I don't mean to quote our Lord and Savior during such a sinful conversation. But, honey, Hannah Montana didn't say best of both worlds for nothing. Get yourself a jackhammer. Get yourself the nice guy. And call it a day, honey. 
All right, that is the end of the questions. We still had a bunch of other questions that we did not get to today. So if your question was not answered, do not worry. It could be featured in a future episode. If you do want to be featured in the coming weeks or month, go ahead and DM me on Instagram at withnene. It's in the bio if you don't know how to fucking spell and if you're illiterate. Um, I know I am. But go ahead and DM me at withnene on Instagram and send me a question or um, if you need advice or if you want me to talk about a certain topic, go ahead and send them in there and you can either um, have me talk about it anonymously or not anonymously, whatever the fuck makes you feel more comfortable. And now it's time, it's finally time to invite our very, very first guest here on Gooping and Gagging with Nene. I am so, so pumped. But first, we're going to take a small little break to hear a short message from our sponsor. Can you guys hear me? I'm doing ASMR. (laughs) I've always wanted to do this. Oh my god. I don't know if it's working or not because I can't hear shit on my end. But we have no sponsors yet, so. Oh, we have one, but I already did that one in the beginning. Mm, oh my god, shit, this garbage. I don't know if you guys can hear, like, the white noise behind me, but it's the giant, loud-ass fucking computer fans in this fucking office. And I can't control them. I've tried everything. I've looked up every fucking YouTube video. Okay. I think we're good. <laughs> We've got Hadi Lamadi with the swimmer's body, the only straight person I'd ever take shit from. He is the moment and my older brother. Please welcome to the show, Ashgan Shanihani. Oh my God. <laughs> I am so overwhelmed. Hi. Hadi, Hadi Lamadi. It's a Hannah Montana reference. like With there was the a swimmer's body. Hadi Lamadi with the swimmer's body. Yes. That's, that's all from Hannah Montana? Um, just the Hadi Lamadi part. The rest of it, I mean, I it's yeah. You are the only straight person that I'd ever take shit from. Really, you take shit from me? Yeah, me having to listen to you is literally taking shit from you. How much shit do you feel like you take from me on a daily basis? Um, it depends on. Yeah, I take a lot of shit from you. If I have to like see you, it's taking shit. Think about like the morning when I when I knock on your door and I walk into your room. Do you feel like I, I fucking I hate that moment. Like it's already it's already ruined. Like I literally am so upset because I hate <laughs> because I hate to be woken up and you know that. Honestly, you give me the ugliest face ever. I've never <laughs> seen an uglier face. But like would you consider that me giving you shit? No. I would consider um you being a kitchen Nazi giving well, me le- shit. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So when I come when I come to you in the mornings, right? What's the conversations that I usually give to you? Like, give me three of them. I'm in the middle of a fucking blackout. I could honestly not tell you shit. I'm not even awake. Okay, can I I reference a few things? So so one conversation is, why aren't you up to go hiking? (laughs) (laughs) Another conversation is, when are you going to get up? You're wasting your morning. (laughs) 
another one could be like, I can't believe you're still sleeping, dude. Are you still sleeping? But honestly, <laughs> all yeah, but so all of it though is really just me coming in and saying good morning to you because I love seeing you. Aww. I I really do mean that. Like I don't know why I when I get up in the morning I like to see everybody. I have like a moment with Milo. I have a moment with Alejandra. I go and like the birds are chirping outside. It's very beautiful. So then when like your doors close, like there is a part of me that like needs to come in and just like <laughs> say good morning, right? But then when I come in to say good morning, the only thing that shows up is like why aren't you up? Why aren't you enjoying the day? Why aren't you experiencing this morning? Why aren't you getting on with your life? Because it's I'm like not a lot a f- of that. Because I'm not a fucking psychopath. Dude, we have such a giant, beautiful, uh, like the most glorious mountain. I just hiked it right now. I just came back from a hike. It's so beautiful. And I'm like, why aren't you experiencing this beauty early in the morning, starting your day so refreshed and amazing? Because uh, how how I start my days refreshed and amazing is with a sausage egg and cheese McGriddle in one hand and three hash browns in the other. And this is where I give you shit. <laughs> okay, so welcome, welcome to the show. Um, I'm so excited to have you here. What do you think of everything so far? How do you like the podcast? How did you like the show? How did you like episode one? What did you think of my promo look? Please spill the tea. The guests want to know. Okay, so perfect. Um, I love you. <laughs> I l- I'm so proud of you. Uh, I'm proud of like the way you're shining. You know, this is just your particular way of being self-expressed. It's beautiful. And uh, your podcast, I feel like the first episode was so um, legit. Like I couldn't hear you breathing once. I think that was I, the one. That was the one thing I was focused on. I'm like, I'm like, I can't wait to hear like a breath come out. I had to edit all of those out because I, for some reason, when I was editing, I was like, people don't breathe on podcasts. Like, I need to, I need to remove every single breath, which is probably why it took me like 23 hours to edit. Yeah, the entire time I'm like, there's no way he never talks like this. Like, he's he, this is too perfect. But yeah, I mean, it was perfect. It really, really was. Um, a lot of curse words little too much for me um very provocative a little bit too much for me but other than that other than that i love it i love i love everything that you're doing right now and honestly i can't wait until these theme parks start opening up because i know that disneyland is up to so much i know that universal right now they're opening up that jurassic park ride which is super exciting so Mm -hmm. i love and you're always out there you know you're that guy that will will be first in line we stood in that seven hour line together remember that we yes. said how long was that line for the parade and then how long okay. was that line for cars land okay so let me let's just address this right now for the people at home so ashkan has um he's he, i've put him through a lot so i let's go over the first time so we went to the opening of cars land and um we went to the opening of cars land and we waited about seven and a half hours hours for radiator springs racers and he waited in line with me all day long and literally didn't complain once and it was just the most magical day of my entire life and then for the wait hold on hold on just just standing there it's like imagine just standing in one single space for seven and a half hours i mean i was just thinking how many times i could have gone to like vegas and back right it was just like one (laughs) quick trip to vegas enjoyed vegas and haven't come back that would have been the time that we would have just it was amazing. It was amazing, though. It was amazing being with you. And it was like, I felt very proud of myself. I felt like I proved that, hey, 
you're you're up to this. You're up to being there. Well, it was like it wasn't supposed to be seven and a half hours. Remember, the ride broke down three times, and one of the yeah. downtimes lasted over an hour and 25 minutes but we were already so deep in line that we were like okay well we can't leave so it's not like the line was moving for seven and a half hours we were standing for seven and a half hours yeah we were standing there in one spot for seven and a half hours and then and then for the 60th for the 60th anniversary kickoff which if you guys don't remember was the um 24 hour event and it was the opening night of paint the night um ashgun waited on the street for how long we waited on main street for how long oh that was a full day i think we got there at like 10 a.m and then it didn't go until like 9 9 p.m something like that i don't know it was like a, we have like pictures of people around us we were connecting to other all these different people i bought a jacket i remember but um yeah it was a really long time i think that was like another eight hours or something it was it was a lot and i remember after I was like, okay, you don't have to stay with me here all night long. Like, I'm just going to find a ride home. Because you were supposed to stay with me, like, up until, like, literally 6 a.m. for the 24-hour event. But you were so beat after Paint the Night that I was like, okay, you can go. You can go now. Yeah, it was Paint the Night. Uh, I thought it was the Electric Festival as well. The Paint the Night was the electrical parade. It was, like, the new electrical parade for the 60th. And it was the Disneyland Forever fireworks show that, like, came on after or some shit. Yes, yes, that was the one. Exactly. Perfect. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, Ashkan, he is my older brother of five years. And if you're probably wondering how alike we are, um, we are complete and polar opposites because he is a competitive bodybuilder and I am a competitive hash brown eater. So there's a big difference. Now, how would you describe us together to someone who doesn't know us at all? Okay. Um, well, here's the thing. So I was a competitive bodybuilder, but I do live the lifestyle now, right? I show up to cardio every day, do my workouts, eat clean. Um, as far as you and I were complete opposites. So like I would say at five years old, I'm sitting there playing with like animal toys and Hercules toys and wanting to like get the girls and whatnot in your um, <laughs> in pigtails running around the house with a dress on. Um, dancing in front of the mirror. So it was, um, it was really, really interesting. Um, but well, you know, here's the thing, though, we're not we're not so opposite either, because we do love Disney together. So we would watch a lot of Disney shows together, we'd watch a lot of Disney cartoons together, Disney movies. Um, mm -hmm. so we, we did have like a lot of likes, like I did love Rugrats as well, right? It wasn't like if it was on, I would leave the room, I would enjoy it too. And you enjoyed my shows, like whether it was Gargoyles or or Daffling Duck or whatever. So it was um Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck, bro. Jesus Christ. I that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> the Disney fans are like squirming in their seats right now. Oh my god, don't squirm, guys. <laughs> Unsquirm yourself. It's gonna be all right. But um, but yeah, I mean, but here's the thing though. We we have two different ways we approach things. I think you approach things very uh, emotional. You have an emotional um, connection with things, whereas for me, it's more, um, I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's like emotions too, but it's like just two separate ways of, of looking at things. And um, yeah, but you know what? We're very connected though. What is that? What is that noise? Oh my gosh, it's terrible. Ruining the podcast. 
Literally, it's the freaking clock out machine. I've been having the hand up for you to shut the fuck up for like a minute now. Because <laughs> oh, no. the time clock machine was going on. Dude, that hand's not working. We should have just done the same gesture. Look, look at this one. You, weren't, this just... you were not looking at the screen for it to work or not. You were right, literally that's, staring. Next time, just do this. Next time, just do this. <laughs> this is um, so effective. Okay, so I'm in an office right now that has machinery that makes noises on its own. So if you hear random beeping in the background or just white noise, that's what's happening. Can I can I say something? Huh. Your promo, <laughs> your promo um, of you sitting on the 105-year-old counter and booty popping <laughs> is... I think we should have a conversation about that. <laughs> I purposely literally did not show you the promo. I was like, he's just going to see it when we drop all the, when we drop everything. So what happened? Well, I just wanted to feed the children. <laughs> well, the children are fed. They are fed, bitch. They were starved and they are not hungry anymore, at least for another couple of weeks. I had to feed the gays and the girls. And that's oh. just what happened. Before we get into anything, do you have any comments, questions, concerns? Is there anything you need to address before I get into my questions? I would love to address something with you, and I feel like we've already addressed this, but I'll address it again. Oh, so no. your your name, Shanene. Let's give some real, true background to that. So, <laughs> so what happened was, um, I graduated middle school in two thousand and. Five, okay and in that year i was um, an eighth grader i was about to receive my diploma walking over to the podium it was my moment to have and uh, rachel was there everybody was there the whole fair oaks pharmacy clan was there as well as mom and anyway so this younger girl okay she's probably another eighth grader she calls me over she says sheldon ashgon shanene and i was embarrassed embarrassed beyond belief i did not like that um so i walked up and i got my diploma and um yeah it was brianna that uh gave that conversation over to you calling you shanene but um that's where it actually all started it was from that girl that called me over to the podium calling me shanene so in my story I was named Shanene by Brianna, who Ashkan is now saying was at his graduation and saw him get called or, Shanene. Or not, or not. I don't even know if she was at my graduation, but I know that I gave that conversation over to them, just making fun of it, saying, I can't believe this happened to me. Like, it's Shahniani, right? But it was Shanene, and I'm like, what the heck is a Shanene? So you're telling me that you are the Nene Senior. You come from me. Jesus. And it's ridiculous. <laughs> the world may know you as a former previous, previously known competitive bodybuilder, but I not, know not you. Not known. Not known, dude. Well, I fucking know you. <laughs> we yeah. would go places. People would know you. Uh, no, no. no. <laughs> okay. No. Well, I know you as a kitchen Nazi. And for those okay. of you who don't know what a kitchen Nazi is, it's basically... Someone who monitors every single ingredient that enters and exits the kitchen. Now, this may sound absolutely horrifying to a lot of people, but actually, it subconsciously, you know, made me live a, a, a healthier life in a way. Like when I wake up in the middle of the night starving, wanting a snack, 
there literally is nothing to eat. So I just uh, take my fat ass back to bed and no, I just starve. No, no, no. All my sugar-free cookies are all gone. I've, I've literally examined <laughs> it. My sugar-free Oreos are starting to diminish as well. No, I don't know no, what you're no. talking about. I literally <laughs> yeah. don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, where, where are all my sugar-free Ch- Chips Ahoy cookies? Those, I bought those. You bought those? Negative, <laughs> sir. Negative. I can't find them anywhere. They're from Spain. They have zero saturated fat. Can you believe that? And they're made out of like amazing oils. Um, I think it was like, what it was like a polyunsaturated safflower oil. Um, but point is that, yeah, I do keep a lot of, I mean, I just, I just want everything, the sources to be the most beneficial to the body. That's my, that's my commitment. So that's all it is. Well, with that being said, like what advice would you give anybody at home right now wanting to like get ready for, I don't know, like their summer body, like whatever that summer body is to them. Um, and however way they feel good in it, how would you steer them to having a body? They just look hot as hell in. Stay the fuck away from carbs. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I know. I know. But you know what? Honestly, man, it, it works for me. Like the moment I want to, like, I'm thinking, okay, I want to go to the beach in like four weeks or in three, three weeks. What I'll do is I'll do like a warrior plan, right? We, we used to call it the warrior plan. So we go like Monday through Friday. We just stay away from carbohydrates. Literally not even a gram of carbohydrates would enter the body. It's all about like macadamia nuts. I would have that in the morning, about 20, 30 grams. Uh, and then at nighttime as well. And then throughout the day, I'll have like clean food. So it's like chicken, white fish, um, yeah, or turkey. And I'll eat that like five days out of the week. Where And then Saturday and Sunday, I have freedom to enjoy carbs or enjoy whatever. But also like, of course, you're exercising, right? Five, six times a, a week. So yeah, in that you'll you'll easily shred. You'll easily get to that weight that you want. It's just a matter of just getting on that like no carb life. That sounds like fucking hell, and I don't think anybody is going to be taking any sort of that advice. Okay, well, <laughs> listen, I'm just trying to make it as simple as possible because other than that, it becomes a little bit more like you got to like eat this on this day, eat that on that day. But it's just like a simple like one sentence, like just literally stay away from carbohydrates. Like that's just the big key factor. And then when you are to eat carbohydrates, just enjoy them on the weekends. It's kind of like a vacation. And that's what I say to people. I'm like, listen, you're not going to go. I can't right now go on a vacation and be at the beach all day long. No, I need to come back to work. I need to come back to my school and come back to my life, mm-hmm. take care of business. But guess what? On a weekend like this Saturday, this Sunday, I'm planning on going to the beach and relaxing and having a good time. So that's what I say. Like, that's how you want to treat your food. You know, you want to have like a work week where, OK, I'm eating super healthy making sure that my sources, I'm staying away from carbs completely, making sure that like I'm enjoying avocado, macadamia nuts, walnuts, possibly almonds with a bunch of clean proteins. And of course your vegetables, you have your broccoli, spinach, whatever. Um, and then like Saturday and Sunday, like, yeah, enjoy your weekend. Like, of course, don't go binge eating, but yeah, have like hot wings. Like we had chicken wings this weekend, right? That was delicious. Um, and then I'm gonna I had I'm gonna have pizza this weekend, right? So it gives you that kind of a balance where you have two days where you get to enjoy and yeah. This is the fucking shit that I have to put up with, y'all. So um <laughs> aside from having to literally hear that all day long, it has also just been so it is actually honestly beneficial if I'm if I'm not lying, but it is just okay. so hard. The mayonnaise you use, describe the mayonnaise that you use today. 
Yeah, I mean it's veganaise. Everyone, people use no. Veganaise. It's it's it's, it's, it's well, it's avocado mayonnaise, right? So oh, like yes. you have the oh yes, yes yeah, yes, yes. yeah. We have the avocado mayonnaise in the fridge, which works perfect for you because you get to cook up all. Well, how about the cheese? Describe the cheese that we use. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we no that cheese is a bomb, you guys. If you guys are looking to have any sort of bomb ass cheese that very much resembles like Kraft Singles, I would say, yeah, it's like Kraft yeah. Singles. It is, but and it's all monounsaturated fats. You know, you're not, it's all monounsaturated. There is no saturation in that, right? So, you're just I don't know consider- what the fuck that means, but okay. it's so good. It's so <laughs> it's so freaking good, and you can get it at um, Gelson's right now. I think I feel like they took it out of all grocery stores, but um, it's so good. It's called it's like a goat. It's called Go Veggie, right? That's the name of it. Yeah, yeah, Go Veggie. Yeah. Go Veggie, and they have cheddar and they have American, and it's so good. Yeah, but- I mean. At- and then even like the butter that we use, like the butter spray that you use, right? That's just like your typical butter spray. But point is that you're you're using, you're enjoying ingredients, and you're you're um, you're making the foods that you love using ingredients that are good for your body. So it works. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we grew up together, and this is what I've always had to listen to, and we're pretty close. Like. We're, yeah, we're five years apart, but I would say that like our ages are pretty close where we were just always attached at the hip. So um, you've had to experience every every part of me. So just out of curiosity, what do you feel like is – okay, what do you feel is the most embarrassing thing that I've ever done? I give you full permission to drag me. Okay. Um, most embarrassing thing. Well, listen, okay, so as a kid, okay, so we, we, for us, you and I, we went everywhere together, right? As a family, me, you, mom, and dad. So think uh-huh. about, we, we moved to Iran for three years. We lived in the Glendale house and we were very, very much close because we would just be together all the time. So you, you are my best friend. But in that, you would, um, yeah, you would just shit yourself all the time. <laughs> like it was, it was a consistent thing. And you always had like this look on your face. You would stand still, you would put your hands out like a penguin. And then, and then you would just like stare off into nothing. And then I mean, everyone just knew you were, you were shitting yourself in that moment. Right. (laughs) But like you would shit yourself like, and then it's like, but it's crazy, right? You didn't have like any bowel movement control when it came to your poops. So think of like, you would shit in the pool. Like there would be floating poops, like all across the pool. There would be, there would be shit, like just like standing there, you would just poop yourself. Or like, I remember one time we were in the bathtub together because we would take baths together, you and I. So you'd be, you'd be on one end of the bathtub. I'd be on the other end of the bathtub. And between us is like this world of soap, right? Just like the sea of soap. And I would bring all my toys and you would bring all your toys. And your toys were like the Mickey Mouse shampoo bottle heads, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. (laughs) And you would have like your little like Mickey Mouse moments with those and your Mickey Mouse toys. And mine, of course, were like the Hercules and the Lion King toys. But point is that, um, yeah, I remember. I remember screaming. It was me just sitting there going after picking up one of my lion toys. And I go and I grab this big, long log of shit. And it's in my hand. And I'm and I'm terrified beyond measure. Like, I was afraid of poop growing up, you know? Like, poop was just not my friend. And I'm terrified. I have this in my hand. I throw it right at you. I run out of the bathroom. I, like, storm out of the room. I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, like, terrified. I'm crying. My face is red. <laughs> I have tears all over me. I say, I hate him. I don't want to ever bath in the I'm just, like, screaming. Um, and, yeah, I remember that was the last time you and I ever shared a bathtub together. Like, ever. We never, we never got into the bath together. And then 
I mean, here's another one. Another one was when we were in Seattle. Do you remember this? Oh my God. I was actually just going to talk about this one. We're not going to really No, let's say explain it. Go ahead. I wasn't going to disclose our location, but now that you already did, we were in (laughs) (laughs) Seattle. We were in Seattle. Everything. (laughs) (laughs) We were in Seattle. Okay. But, but at this point, because you guys, it's not like, oh, he's a child and he's shitting himself. No, baby. I was shitting myself like through high school. I, I just shot myself like a month ago at Albertsons and I called Mariella literally crying. Um, but we were like fully grown adults, not fully grown adults. We were in middle school. I was, I was 15. You were like 10. No, no way. I was in middle school. You were in high school and I was in middle school. Maybe. 100%. So anyways, I was a big enough of a, I was big enough of a kid to just like not poop myself, but I was still doing it. And we were um, together and I told Ashkan and I was like, Hey, like I shit. And I remember (laughs) what he did. And it was the sweetest thing ever. I don't know. Now that I'm thinking back on it, I don't know what happened. And did I just not have underwear? So let's go over it. So you, you no. first of all, you didn't say I shit and it wasn't that casual. You were terrified. You were so scared and you were just like very, um, how do I say it? It it felt like, like a little vulnerable, weak, little, like boy that was like so lost and scared and just everything. So yeah, at that point I'm like, okay, don't worry, Kushan, I'm going to come and take care of you. Don't worry. So I brought you into the bathroom and then I changed out of my own clothes and then we, we kind of did the whole switcheroo, right? You gave me your underwear. You <laughs> went you went full commando. So you were fully commando. And then I threw my underwear that was covered with that had a giant turd sitting in it. It wasn't even like wet poop. It was just a solid turd. I picked that up. I threw that in the trash. You gave me your un- we cleaned up. You gave me your underwear and then you went commando for like the rest of the day. Yeah, and just consider that all this was happening while the room was very busy with cousins. It was like one of those situations where you couldn't like leave and go to your own room to go and get this exchange to happen. It was like one of those like we need to have this happen in the moment um, because everyone's about to find out. literally yeah we had family around and of course like we didn't have our own bedrooms like we were sleeping with our cousins in their bedrooms i I think right we were did they have a guest yeah yeah something like that but point is point is that um yeah you were you were just but here's the thing that's kind of like funny i guess and a little frightening because i would imagine like you at like 80 years old 75 80 years old um bruh and you just you wouldn't have bowel you wouldn't have bowel control. You would be that kid that you, I mean the, the grown man that you would have to like. Because remember, I'm I'm a, I was a CNA. So imagine. Can you like tell you people just, what that is? Can you tell people what that is? Yeah. So I was a so I am I'm a licensed certified nursing assistant, but I worked over at a skilled nursing facility for a year, and that looked like me taking care of like twelve people. I would change their diapers, give them showers, put them to bed, feed them. And it was really special. It was beautiful. It was nothing like I've ever experienced ever. And um, the point is that, yeah, like me just looking back on you and and dealing just dealing with you, I'm like, man, <laughs> who would he be at like 80 years old? It's like, yeah, this guy would need a diaper change every hour on the spot. Um, so, Bitch, I need a diaper change now every hour on the spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's literally so bad. Yeah, because but... I mean, here's the thing. When you get to that age, it's like you just turn right back into like being a child again. So whoever you were as a child, I feel like it would just it would kind of reflect um when you're at that age. But point is that for you, 
it would be really brutal for whoever is your CNA at that point. It's going to be you. You're I'm changing my CNA, diaper. Huh? Yeah. Okay. okay, good. I'm glad. All right. So enough with that stuff. Let's let me ask you a, a serious question. You ready for this? Yes. Let's talk about your dating. Oh my god. Ooh. No. <laughs> what's what's uh how's that going? Well, we've been in a pandemic, so it's been non-existent, but um but I mean, maybe maybe I'll bring a serious boy home someday. I mean, if I were to ever bring a serious boy home for you to meet, like what what I'm curious to know like what would your what would your rubric be? What would be your criteria? What would you be looking for in a guy? How would you grade them? He would have to be very similar to me. What the fuck? <laughs> he would Ew. have to Yeah, so he would have to be someone that is out there achieving something. So he's out there playing the game of life. He's not just wasting the game of life being something of a waste, right? It's just something where it's like, okay, what what are you playing for? What do you stand for? What is your what is your life being given to? What actions are you taking currently? Um, like things like that, because here's the thing at the, I know who you are. I, I know the kind of human being that you are. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, how would my brother benefit out of, out of being in a relationship? And I'm like someone that makes him a better human being, someone that pushes him forward, someone that when he's going to take three steps forward, he, because that person's in their life, in his life, he'll take like six steps forward. He'll take, but he'll do it lovingly. He'll do it like full of passion. So it's one of those things where I'm like really looking for someone that's out there in action, someone that's out there really concentrated on their performance and out there to make a difference for people. Because I know that that's who you are in the world automatically. Like you make such a big difference for the people that you're with. So I'm like, okay, but here's the thing too. Like I know what you lack. I, I know the areas of your life that you're like, okay, I can see that these are missings. These are like mm -hmm. gaps for him, for my brother. So I'm like, okay, how can these gaps be filled? Well, the human being that comes in that gives you that love, they need to, not they need to, but it would be, it's something that I'm looking for, for you. Interesting. Yeah, but here's, here's the thing. How, what actions have you taken or are you taking to, to bring love into your life? Or are you willing to take? Are you looking to take? I mean, here's the thing. So like, I'm, I mean, I feel like the only way to date right now where we are is on the apps. And yeah, I'm on every single app and like it is what it is. But also it's like when anything becomes semi-serious, I'm like, ooh, is this what I want? I feel like I just want someone to like hang out with and to like cuddle with and to just like be my best friend. I don't like want to be like claimed in any way and then i look at a lot of relationships around me and i'm like oh my god that looks like hell so yeah i don't i don't really know i mean i'm well, out you there can't, you can't look at relationships and like judge them but i do i know but that's something that you would have to step away from doing like you have but to you have to you have to you have to step away from judging other relationships because then that's you're just gonna you know what i'm saying i mean i guess but I feel like you kind of like, I don't know, for me, it's like, if I want to learn something, I will watch a YouTube video. Like I need to see someone else do it for me to see if I like it or not. And then well, I'm just what, like watching other people do it. And I'm like, hell to the fucking no. What makes it hell? Um, Everything. I hate this like bond of like you guys having to like claim each other. And what does that, that mean? 
like like you owe them <laughs> like like you you owe them a response when they text you okay okay no that's that's <laughs> that's weird right but like claiming here here's the thing like claiming for example like okay so i i love to spend my time with my girlfriend right sure so would you would you say that that's claiming i think that it would be claiming if i was trying to do something that day and you were like you need to spend time with me and i'd be like what the hell Okay, I see. So essentially, it's like you don't want to give up your freedom. Yeah, it's like I want to give up my free time, but like on my own time. You know what no, I no, mean? No, you don't want to give up your freedom, right? Your your freedom would be like, okay, like, for example, the text message that you said, like, yes, like if I if I go without texting my girlfriend after she's texted me, like, that's a conversation that she'll have with me. She's like, what's going on? Why didn't you text me back? Or like, for example, if I choose to go out and do other things, that's that doesn't include my girlfriend. Of course, that's another conversation to have. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, yeah, you, I could see where I could see it more as like freedom where you want your freedom to be able to act the way you want to act. Text if you want to go here if you want to date. You know what I'm saying? It's like one of those things sure. where like hang out with your friends if you want to without your significant other um, having to say anything about it. Right. Would you, would you say like, that's more like how you feel? I mean, yeah, I feel like if I were to find someone that was like my best friend and we just wanted to do everything together, like everything that I did, they automatically wanted to do. I think that it would be so much fun. Like, I think that that would be great. Or, or you wanted to do everything with them. Like you can't see yourself going to like Chipotle by yourself. Cause you're like, man, I love this person so much. This person brings so much joy into my life that like, I, I, I want to go to Chipotle with them. I want to go to Disneyland with them. I want to explore the whole world with them. I want to have every moment with them, right? You want to spend all hours of the day with them because you enjoy them so much. I mean, I guess I, I guess I would just need to find someone that enjoys to do all the things that I do because I'm, I look at a lot of relationships around me and like they have amazing chemistry and like, yeah, they get along. They love each other. They're amazing. But like one likes to stay in the house and not do shit. And then the other one just likes to be out all day long. And then it's like, to hang out, one person has to always compromise something that they want to do. And I literally like look at that and I'm like, hell no. If I wanted to go out and my boyfriend literally just wanted to like stay home, I would be livid and I would just leave him. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Who are you talking about? You and your girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I wasn't going to fucking go there, but you fucking took it there. Dude. I'm like, Wait, okay. So this is this is our but that's 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 the thing though. Like for me, I'm very different than other people, right? So this is this No, is just, there's a lot of people like you. There's a ton of people. Well, here's like the thing. You. You're, sometimes you just have to see that there's things to give up when you're with the significant and everything everybody's different. Like you a lot of people will find their person and they're both exactly the same in that area of their life. Like they both love to go out, they both love to stay home. For me, I end up in relationships where I I always love to stay home and the person loves to always go out. So there's nothing wrong with that, right? But at the same time, like I'm lucky enough that right now in my relationship, like my girlfriend loves to stay in. She's a homebody. Yes, she does love to go out, but but she is she is a homebody, right? Would you say that? No, I wouldn't. I feel like she's tolerated staying indoors. But like every time I'm like leaving the house, she's like, hey, where are you going? And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like to downtown Disney. And she's like, have so much fun. And I could just see like a teardrop like fall from her cheek. 
<laughs> okay, yeah, but you can't you can't sit here and like and take your opinions and your thoughts about the relationship I'm having and then just map it over your own life. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, I feel like I sub I like subconsciously do that just because your relationship is the one that I'm surrounded, you know, with every single day. I know, but that also keeps you from being open to discovering something for yourself because you're sitting over here looking at my relationship, having your thoughts and opinions about it because, I mean, <laughs> whatever, it's yours, right? But at the same time, what you're doing is you're saying, okay, I don't want to have – I don't want to be that. I don't want to have that, and that's what all relationships are to me because you see what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. I feel like I would just need – I feel like I know exactly what I need to have a successful relationship. And I'm not a person who settles. And if I already know that like, we're not compatible, like socially and the activities that we want to do, like, it's not going to work because for me, you know me, like I'm never in the house and I'm always like on, like, if I have any free time, I am traveling, I'm going to different places, I'm going to theme parks and like, that's how I spend my free time. And that's how I love to spend my free time. So if I can't find someone who also likes to spend their free time like that, it's not going to work because I'm not going to stay inside to fucking like accommodate someone who just wants to like watch TV and play video games. Okay. I don't do that. Right. I don't. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not talking about and, you at this point. Perfect. Perfect. And then, and then here's my thing. <laughs> here's, here's also my thing. So that's perfect. Right. Because you have that down. You're like, okay, I want someone that's going to be my travel buddy. I want someone that's going to be my, my, my buddy going out. Yeah. The point is what, what are your three commitments in terms of a relationship, like what are the three things that you're that are important to you that you're committed to for yourself? <laughs> um, three what things are you, that are important that that are your commitments. Like these are this is something that you bring, right? These are your commitments to the relationship. Oh, this bitch, is what I this bring... is what's important to me. This is these are the three things that are the most important to me. Like, what are the three things that are Wait, the most? I feel important? like things that are important to me are what should be brought to the table, but things that I bring to the table. Do you know what I mean? No, listen to what I'm saying. The three come your three commitments in a relationship. Uh huh. Like what I bring to the table. Three things that I bring to the table. No, dude. Why are you taking my conversation and making it something? I bring. Else? I bring looks. Oh. I bring good oh. pum pum and a good time. Oh. No one cares what you're bringing. Listen, I can talk are, about myself all day long. <laughs> what are your three commitments? What are the three things that are the most important to you? What are the, what are your three commitments? That like, what, what you, am I committed to in the relationship for us to experience together? No, no. See, you just added a whole bunch of fluff. <laughs> well, I don't Listen. fucking get it. I have shiny what? thing syndrome. What are your three commitments in a relationship? So like, for example, for example, yes, for, me, for, for me, for me, for Ashka. So uh -huh. my three commitments, number one is family. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, We're that's my already... commitment. That's my commitment. That's my number one commitment. Like if my person next to me, if my person, my relationship, if they don't connect with family, if they don't have a relationship with their family members or they're not out there looking out for their mom or their dad or like they don't have a relationship with my family members and we can't – like it just doesn't work because that's my commitment. My commitment is family. So that's my number one commitment. Number Commitment number two, like loyalty. That's like – for me okay. right so like that's something that's very important to me like what is loyalty right like i remember i was dating a girl at one point and she would have chili cheese fries after school with some guy and for me oh. i had i had a fucking problem with that i'm like i don't want my girlfriend sitting across with some guy having chili cheese fries after school like just them mm -hmm. two like so for me i'm like okay let me make a request so i would say hey listen like 
this is something that I'm communicating with you. And then she's just like storms out. Like I'm, I'm pissed. I'm not about that. Right. So it's like, for me, like loyalty is another big factor where it's like, how much are you willing to give up for that other person? Right. And then uh, another commitment of mine, what it's family loyalty, and you would say like honesty or something, right? So it's like the three things that you're committed to. It's like, these are the three things that I'm committed to in a relationship. Boom, boom, boom. Ooh, I feel like that's good. I mean, I would definitely do loyalty and honesty because I feel like that is so important. Like being transparent just saves so much time and so much energy. It's like, and I feel like my third thing just kind of goes hand in hand with, with that, with honesty. And it's just like, not, I cannot be with someone who is fragile, like, Mm fragile masculinity fragile anything like i'm a very blunt person and i feel like a lot of people even say that like sometimes like the shit that i say is like whoa it's like too too harsh like too much but i just would need someone who i can like fully self-express myself with because i i just get shit done and i'm just trying to like if we're in an argument i want that argument to be over and i want to address the problems and i'm very confrontational and i feel like i would just need someone who wasn't fragile yeah, so your commitment is like fragility. Yeah. Is that a word? Fragility? Great. Wow. Why the fuck am I asking you? We have two illiterate fucking people. I'm not here. illiterate, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from your fucking what's that account that you have to use? What? What's what that account? what's that what's that account that you paid for to like help you with your grammar? It's fucking grammarly. <laughs> Just giving me A's on all my all my research papers. It's fantastic. I'm so happy about it. Okay, so this is a travel and theme park podcast, kind of. Um, <laughs> so far, it definitely hasn't been. So far, it has not been. But we have we have actually traveled everywhere together. I mean, we've done theme parks, we've done resorts, but also you know we've like we've been to Chicago and we've been to New York and we've been just just. All these things, especially like when we were kids and even as adults, like when you were like competing on tour, like I would kind of I would come with you everywhere. So of the theme parks or actually maybe I mean, I guess we could just say vacations like of the vacations that we've taken together of the trips. Which one would you say would be your favorite and why? Oh, my gosh. You already know this answer. The one that stands out. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fine. The one that stands out is your high school graduation trip. Like you graduate high school in June. We went, we went on a trip in like July. Right. And the trip Mm -hmm. was, I don't know how many days, was it like six days, six or seven days? No, no. I think, I think it was a week. I think it was seven days. Yeah. Yeah. Seven days. Yeah. So mom gets us a timeshare over in Orlando, Florida and the whole trip were like masking and excitement. So anyways, mm-hmm. we, uh, we get to Orlando, Florida. We get to this beautiful hotel. Um, mm-hmm. The hotel is amazing. But then when we walk into the hallway, you have room B and I have room A. And it's like yeah. our own like apartments. <laughs> yeah. And, and I go to room A and then I walk in and then there's like a fucking hot tub next to my bed. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> there was. Yes, there was. I was so Wait, jealous. Did you also have a hot tub or no? No, I did not have a hot tub. I had a oh, kitchen. You didn't have a hot which, tub? <laughs> I had a kitchen, which was more useful. <laughs> I had a kitchen too, dude. I can't believe you didn't what? have a hot tub. <laughs> okay, we get it. Fucking move on. I didn't have a fucking oh my hot gosh. tub. Okay. Well, anyways, so then we would get up in the morning. We would go to like a, a theme park, whether it was mm-hmm. we went to all the Disney theme parks. We went to um 
yeah, we went to all the Universal theme parks. We did City Walk mm-hmm. every night, or we did Downtown Disney on other nights. Uh, we did like pizza in the room at one night. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I thought it was so fun. I mean, I, th- I feel like we have a bunch of pictures from there too. Like we have a lot of our old pictures that we mm-hmm. took in front of the castle, like that I keep on like reminiscing with like Rafiki or my Muhammad Ali shirt because I, I loved that shirt and I wanted to wear it on like every, yeah. And every so, single day I wanted to wear that shirt. So when we went to Universal Orlando Resort, was there, I know that there was something that you very much connected with and we didn't get to experience. Can you tell people about that? Yeah, I had a, I had a very emotional experience. So I was completely attached to Barney when I was a kid. I'm talking about like Brandon's attachment to Angelica. My attachment was to Barney the dinosaur. I loved him so much. He was my my everything. And um, I couldn't believe it. We got to Universal and there's this freaking fountain with Barney the dinosaur centerpiece. I mean, I love Barney. I'm telling you like the shape. I would just rub my hands on his shape. I loved the shape. I loved the color. I loved his voice. I loved him so much. And um, when I got there, I had the most moving like experience. It, it like sent me to this place that I haven't tapped into for I don't know how long. And I started crying. I started getting really emotional. It was mm-hmm. it was so powerful. I'm like, oh my god, they have a Barney Land here, and <laughs> they had like a Barney gift shop. And then there was like Barney the live, Barney live whatever the stage show. Yeah. Um, and. And then it was like it, all of a sudden this like race of excitement came up when we discovered that, oh, my God, they're having shows right now. We can go see a show. And and then, of course. Yeah. The last showing was at like four o'clock and it was like 430. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was so, so sad. We missed the Barney show. And. I've been having to tell you something that I just have not had the heart to tell you for like a couple months now, but I guess like what better way to do it than on here? They demolished Barney. No way, (laughs) dude. Why did you freaking do that? Why did you wait this long to tell me? I literally have it in my, in my world that I I could have gone at any point and seen it. Mm -mm. They demolished that whole thing. Yeah. I I couldn't tell you. You can't see Barney. No, that's wild. I'm so, ah, all the times that I've could have gone and I chose not to go because I figured, Hey, I'll be able to go in the future and it's all gone. It is. I mean, so the show went first, but I think, no, yeah, they closed the land and the show, but like they didn't demolish anything. And like Barney was still coming out every single day and like doing meet and greets in front of the land, but like the land was not open. And then just recently they just literally started like demolishing, like the fountain's gone, the building's gone, no more meet and greet. I know that um, in the gift shops, they're trying to cycle out his merch. So they're still selling like the DVDs. I've been seeing some pictures of the DVDs, but um, at least you got merch when we went, you got, you got a lot of merch. Be quiet, Brandon. Bitch. I, I had to lose the Rugrats at Universal Studios. So Universal Studios has broken both of our hearts. So I'm just glad I have another person in my little pity party. I don't even know if I want to continue on with this fucking podcast. I think I'm, <laughs> I think I'm just over it. <laughs> But point is, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. 
what um what do they replace it with well they haven't replaced it with anything yet and there are rumors so like the barney area is in this area called kid zone at universal studios and it's barney it's um some other irrelevant characters that nobody knows about it's like woody woodpecker it's just it's like kid area it's like nickelodeon blast zone and barney got demolished but the other ones are still kind of standing strong like the curious george area but the rumor is the rumor was that they were actually going to demolish that entire area and build super nintendo world there but um they got the green light for their third theme park, so Super Nintendo World is going there. So I don't really know why they demolished Barney. It's kind of like no space to even like do anything. There's no space to even put anything there, so I don't even know why they just didn't keep it running. Maybe it costs a lot of money for them to operate. But yeah, nothing. It's just a Barney graveyard now. That's all. Isn't that the freaking worst? Isn't it the worst when they demolish something with no clear purpose and there's nothing to replace it and they just leave it just demolished? You're like, oh, great. You just took something away from someone. Obviously, there's lots of people that were impacted, not just me. And Mm -hmm. you put nothing in place. You just left it empty. Well, it's really interesting because it's it's funny that we're talking about this because you're a grown ass adult who like was so touched and moved by Barney. But a lot of parents were super upset because that Barney show is um, like one of the only universal shows that doesn't have um, like sensory issues. Like it's not scary for kids. There's no flashing lights. Like it's very, very like sensory friendly. And um, and also there's just not a lot of things for, for kids to do at Universal. So it's kind of a really big loss, honestly. And I don't really know what they're going to do, but it just sucks. It sucks. I mean, he was a licensed character. He's not a Universal character. So I'm sure that it cost them a pretty penny to have him license and i don't know how the contract looked their contract probably ended and they're like we do not want to sign another five year was, but, was nickelodeon yeah. licensed as well yes because nickelodeon is paramount like everything that nickelodeon does like all the all the movies are paramount and i'm yeah it is licensed because it's not universal who makes them um yeah wouldn't it have been cool if paramount had its own theme park and it would compete with universal and then wb had its own theme park and then we're all just like rotating through all the theme parks well wb does have its own theme park in dubai six flags could be kind of like WB, oh right? ew that is not a wd theme park it could be that is like a janky roller coaster theme park that has a bugs bunny section whoa dude they have superman the ride they have superman oh, yeah. land they have batman the ride Oh, Rina, you yeah. talk you talk too much shit about six flags <laughs> like sometimes the things that i hear you say i'm like do you even know what you're saying yes bitch i've been to six flags i was a season pass holder i just don't like six flags because they make me walk and they have no food they have like a johnny rockets and a panda express it just pisses me off if there's so they nothing don't to feed eat, you they don't feed you junk food and they make you do cardio and no they feed me junk food they they feed junk food they feed me johnny rockets and panda they don't feed me the good shit what's the good shit I don't know. Something what? that isn't something that I can find in my mall food bacon, court. Bacon, macaroni, and cheese on a hot dog with cheese whiz all over it. <laughs> with, a, with, a, <laughs> with a peanut butter and jelly soda. Not the cheese whiz. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. I used to like eat that. Wait, is cheese? That's the one in the can, right? That's just gross. And used to eat that shit I like know. a lot. Yeah, cheese whiz, dude. I used to like Jeez. eat it like like how people eat whipped cream and how they just like squirt it in their mouth. I used to just like suck on a cheese can. 
it's so funny i fi- remember that one i mean you you practically look like a mouse but point is that remember that remember remember <laughs> yeah, yeah. that remember remember how you went through this period of your life where you were allergic to cheese dairy i mean um i'm still in that period <laughs> and i have refused to acknowledge it and you, wait you know what's so funny um i got a dm the other day from um a company that was started by um a girl at disney and her company is called brie our guest like brie like the cheese and she's like oh my gosh like i loved your first episode i want to send you a a cheese platter for you to enjoy the next time you record (laughs) and i literally was like i'm gonna shit myself but i'm not turning down a free cheese platter so bitch bring it on yeah isn't that weird how you eat so much cheese all throughout your life for like the first 21 years and then yeah, yeah that's it was wild yeah. and then jesus was like no more and then i said you can't tell me what to do yeah but well, now i have it in moderation but that's why i love the go veggie slices because it gives me like all that cheesy goodness without actually like demolishing me how do you feel about jesus we're not even going there because jesus is our lord and savior repeat that hannah montana is my lord and savior <laughs> you can't tell me shit <laughs> why is hannah montana your lord and savior because she's what did what did she what did she fucking sacrifice in her life she sacrificed her entire upbringing and childhood she slaved (laughs) over she literally (laughs) slaved to feed the girls and the gays she slaved to be famous yes she slaved to be popular yes no 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 no. she became famous billy billy ray billy ray cyrus needed another fucking shot it's like, please, guys, give me, oh my God. Give me another so chance. Give me another chance. <laughs> I've never thought of it that way. He's like, and then I'm going to be cast as her dad for the entire show. Yeah. yeah he just gave me... himself a job. Going back to theme parks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> from theme parks and Jesus to Hannah Montana. Now, um, a quick question. When you're in the States and you're visiting, not in the States, when you're in the state of California and when you're home and you're visiting Disneyland or uh, California Adventure or Knott's Berry Farm or whatever it is, what is your game plan? What are your favorite things to do? And why are you the most boring theme park guest? Please explain to the class. Okay, those are two separate questions, right? Your One question is asking me what I like to do. The second question is, why am I the most boring theme park guest, which I find very insulting. <laughs> so yeah. I'll answer your first question. So, well, listen, right now it's very different, right? Because uh, Brandon Kushan Shahniani has beautiful, magical friends, and those beautiful, magical friends create magic for me on my days at Disneyland now. So it's very um, different today when I show up to Disneyland. Um, But honestly, man, I, I love to go there relaxed. I don't walk in with any kind of intention or game plan. I feel like that stresses me out. Um. I, I walk in and I like to, it just depends. Like, okay, am I getting to, am I, am I get a, do I get to eat everything? If I do get to eat everything, then it's a great day, right? But if I don't, then it's just like a cardio day, which I'm like, okay, I'm about to just walk around doing cardio all day. Um, and also, okay, yeah, you do cardio, but also you love to sit. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, that's actually a medical condition. Now that oh we want to bring that up, go. it's not a here we go, dude. This is serious stuff. <laughs> it's I have I have for the guests, for the for the viewers, for the listeners, I have something called thalassemia. I have thalassemia minor, 
So this is a blood mutation disorder that has, I don't produce hemoglobins for my body. Hemoglobins bring oxygen all throughout the body. Well, for me, I have very little hemoglobin in my blood. So a normal count would be about 16 to 18. For me, it's around nine to 10 to 11 on a good day. So I get tired very easily. I get fatigued very easily. So when I walk around, I'm like, ugh, ugh, right? And Disneyland is very overwhelming. Uh, so yeah, I like to sit out on a bench. I always love to sit out on a bench and just like people watch and listen to conversations and, and just be with the castle and the music. Um, what else? But yeah, I mean, aside from that, I'll just take it on as like a cardio session and I'll just do a whole bunch of cardio. I'll just go from one part of the land to the next part of the land. My favorite actual like thing to do there, to be honest, mm-hmm. is to, to sit on the train and just sit there all day. Oh yeah, that's lovely. That's, that's great. That's my favorite thing. I could just take like a good like meal on that train and just sit there and just eat that and just be on that for about an hour, two hours. I, mean, I feel like that. Like that's how I feel about great moments with Mr. Lincoln. Like I will just go in there, sit in the front row, and just watch the shit out of that hot ass six foot four animatronic just stare me in the eyes. Like it is just like there is no one else in the room. It's me. It's him, and he's just like. Does he do the Gettysburg Address? Is that is that a speech that he gives? What what is the speech that he gives in the show? Do you know? No, you would. So, so you have so you have the hots for the Lincoln and the Lincoln thing. The the Lincoln animatronic literally makes me so hot and bothered. It's not even funny, and I have to sit in row one because if I can see other people in my peripheral vision, it like turns me off. And I need to just have like a one-on-one moment with Lincoln. And I'm really upset because Disney just announced that when the park reopens, Lincoln's going to be closed. And God knows when it's going to open back up again because I think that it's being used as a cast member break room, I think. Because now their break rooms are too small for social distancing and there's way too many cast members. So they're having to like close a lot of experiences just to have cast members sit there. And now my, I guess my follow-up question would be for the cast members that have to take their breaks in Lincoln, are the curtains open? Can you stare at him? Can you touch him? Are you allowed to lick him? Are you allowed to like pluck a hair off his head? What is the deal? And if anybody knows, or if anybody's back at work and has used that break room, please send me a DM. I would love to know. So some of the favorite things that you like to do is sit there and just fantasize about an animatronic Lincoln, President Lincoln. I mean, it's better than fantasizing over, like, animal animatronics. Like, that's just fucking weird. Like, I'd rather fantasize over a human animatronic than, like, going on the Jungle Cruise and getting off at, like, a fucking elephant. Who who do you know that gets off of elephants? Gets off on elephants. There's, like, furries. There was this guy that worked in – oh, actually, I'm not even going to talk about that. (laughs) I'm going to – No, let's talk about it. (laughs) Our – like, the viewers, the listeners want to know what's going on with human beings and animal animatronics. I don't want to be politically incorrect, but aren't, like, furries, like, attracted to, like, animal sex and shit? Like, isn't that, like, their thing? What do you mean by animal sex? What is that? Like, they like to have sex with the furry suits on. Like, they just pull their dick out of, like, the furry suit, and then they have sex with the suits on. Am I... Wait, hold on. So you're saying that in, in Disneyland? In Disneyland? Well, what I was saying was we had someone that worked with us that, I mean... I don't know if he like would have sex in the suit, but I just know that he, he, he had suits. <laughs> so like you and, can have like you like for example like Sully from Monsters Inc would just stick his dick out and have sex with you. 
<laughs> I guess. I feel like it's not more Sully. They're like, they look like wolves and like foxes and shit. Like they look like critters. Yeah, but who's walking around as a critter though, right? So like, who would dress up as a critter in Disneyland? No, not so, in Disneyland. I was saying that like there are people that get off at animal animatronics, and I'm sure that it's the fucking fuzzies because I'm I know that motherfucker probably like gets off at like riding Splash Mountain and like seeing Brer Fox. Wait, you're saying that someone at Disneyland is having sex with their costume on? Wait, no. Okay, with yeah, a personal <laughs> costume. I'm not talking about like the Disneyland characters. Oh, I'm not talking. I'm not talking about like E or like having sex with Pooh Bear. No, 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 no. Oh, see that <laughs> would have been great. No, ew. <laughs> I don't even think they have like whole compartments. Like, no, 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 no. Uh, I'm talking about there is like an actual like religion or like sport where people dress up as like foxes and wolves and shit, and they go to like conventions, which by the way is super cool to me because it's like cosplay, and I think that cosplay is really cool. The part that just like literally I still do not understand is like how a lot of the suits have like different compartments for you to like for to like reveal certain holes of your body so that they can have sex in them. And then that's where like, oh, like you like to have sex with animals. Got it. That's the part that is just oof. The part that's kind of like funny to me is that you called it a religion or a sport. I mean, they like said, do it religiously. You said, well, it could be they do it religiously. <laughs> they participate in the activities religiously. They do. It's like a lifestyle. Like they have like Instagram accounts and it's like for the fuzzy. Like the fuzzy will have his own so, Instagram account. So they purchase like fuzzy outfits on eBay or something like sure, a, uh-huh. the gorilla costume or whatever. And then what they'll do is they'll create like just they'll have sex in them. Yes, that's what you're saying see, yeah as you're talking okay, about this, and then see if i can find a picture of it so and then what they'll do is they'll go on like rides at disneyland like splash no, mountain or whatever no. oh look no? at this bitch look at this bitch they don't go on rides look at this bitch look at this bitch this is what the fuck they be doing oh wow that's a really good one no they all look like this they're really high quality yeah awesome yeah so and then they just be like having sex in those Wow. So I'm saying that I feel more normal fantasizing over a human animatronic than like other people who are probably fantasizing over like animal animatronics. And the people who fantasize over animal animatronics. That's that's my thing though. You see, you said animal animatronics. So what you just showed me was just a human being in a costume, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, So you know of someone that fantasizes about like a robot? No, I don't know anybody that fan- – I'm just saying there is you, the exist. Because you, you fantasize about a robot. My Your- robot is a human. And okay. he was a real person that existed back in the day, and he was the president of the United States. Would you say that you're attracted to President Abraham Lincoln? The animatronic, yes. No, no, the human being. I've never seen the human being. I've seen a six-foot-four animatronic. Never seen the human being? No, I've never seen Abraham Google Lincoln in human form. Google a picture. I, I can't look at pictures. I okay, listen. I haven't. Pictures? I haven't had an intimate one-on-one eye contact moment with Abraham Lincoln, the human. I've had a one-on-one intimate moment. Lincoln has looked at me in the eyes, dead ass, and he's talked to me in animatronic form, which is why I feel hot and bothered. And he has said what? His um. He says the same thing every time, but <laughs> what is it? What's what's the sentence? Well, I don't have his lines memorized because then it would just be disingenuous. Like I always pretend like I don't know what he's gonna say, and I'm like, oh my gosh, Lincoln! Like I know, more. but let's just say what he what has he said to you in the past? 
four score and fucking something ago. That's what he, he always starts off with that. And I'm literally, that just gets me going. <laughs> oh, wow. That's interesting. Have you, have you ever listened to the real speech on, on YouTube or something? Is the real, is the real speech in the show, in the animatronic show? I, I would assume so. Yeah. Then yes, I have. I know. Have you listened to it? Like on YouTube, <laughs> like him actually giving that speech. Bitch, do you think that's there a video? Was there no. What the fuck do you think? <laughs> wait, wait, I'm sure there's a video somewhere. I'm sure someone had a camera. <laughs> no one had a camera. There is no there, there is no video of him giving a speech. That's why it's the only thing we have of Lincoln is this animatronic. Hold and it's on. all we have. Hold on. I'm telling you, there is a speech somewhere on YouTube. Lincoln giving his speech. There is uh, if you get great moments with Mr. Lincoln is the first thing that pops up. Yeah, it's it's a Getty, it's a Getty Bird address but wait you're right oh my gosh I'm is telling there... you i fucking know how is there not video of this there's like photographs i don't think cameras were a thing hey photographs? Um, wait would you be able to play it for the audience just for them to hear what he says no i can't do that they... why not just play how a little bit do that just play like 10 seconds of it no you guys please go and look at a youtube video of great moments no, with mr just lincoln pull, just pull it up on this YouTube, is bro. this is sensitive for me this is a one-on-one -on -one conversation that me and him have had and i'm not sharing that with the fucking public if you want to have your own intimate moment with lincoln you can go and do that and i guess it'll he'll be like cheating on me technically but i'm not sharing my moment with mr lincoln with anybody else you can suck it wow and then the animatronics are, are things that get other people hard that's what you're saying es essentially you're assuming that so that's great i got you I, I i totally get it so point is that um that's your favorite thing to do at the park uh what's mm -hmm. why are you the most boring theme park guest or the most exciting i'm sorry why are you the most exciting theme park guest um i wouldn't say i'm the most exciting theme park guest but i'm not a boring one i don't just go to sit like I will make sure Dude, that. Dude, I just said it's well. a it's a medical condition. It's something. Whatever you. Okay. <laughs> no, no, baby. And that's that's you, the like, only reason why I'm the boring. I'm the most boring one. Well, no, you're the most boring one because you don't like to ride rides twice. Like if we go on a ride in like in another park that we've never been to before, and like we both love it. You'll be like, okay, I'm good, and I'm like, can we please go on that again? And you'll be like, no, and I'm like, what the fuck. So that's another reason. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You don't, unless, unless I get to stand in the front of the line. What? Unless I <laughs> unless I get to be in the front of the line, like unless <laughs> like <laughs> unless I get to go and walk right on the ride, I will not go on the ride again. Unless someone gets me to the front of the line, I will not be riding that ride again. I remember when we went to Orlando, like we went on Gringotts and that was my first time ever going on. And I was like, oh my God, we need to go again. And he was like, yeah, no, I'm totally good. Um, but yeah, so. You're right. Yeah. That, was, that was only like a five minute line. Literally. And I was like livid, <laughs> but I should have just left your ass. We've left each other at theme parks before, but like out of being upset at each other, like that one time that I put um, mustard on my corn dog and you literally abandoned me in the middle of California Adventure. Yeah, I had an emotional thing with with mustard. It was wild. <laughs> Tell them what happened. Tell them what happened in California Adventure. Well, sometimes. Well, here's the thing. I I I was a little aggressive at times, and <laughs> and sometimes my um I would play a little too hard, and and mustard would show up in California Adventure. And then what happened? No, you describe it. What happened? So he was in this phase of, I don't like mustard. 
And everyone else knew that he was like allergic to it. But for me, I was like, I know you're not allergic to it. Like I knew. And so he was in this weird phase of not only do I not like mustard, but nobody else can have mustard around me. And if you, if I see you eating mustard around me, it is a direct attack on me. And it is the most disrespectful thing that you could do. Hold on. Now, I was, I was 15 and, and very emotional. Just letting yeah. people know. Oh that. yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's not like, a grown ass man. We were like teenagers. So I went and for me personally, like I cannot eat a Disneyland corn dog or really any corn dog. I just cannot eat it without mustard. Like I'm not like a bitch about it. Like I didn't like get like a whole bunch of mustard and like squirt it all over him and just like be an annoying little brother. I literally, we got corn dogs and I snuck a little mustard packet and I like kind of tried to open it under the table and then I squeezed some on my corn dog and immediately put the packet back under the table. And he literally saw and he it wasn't even dramatic. He abandoned me. He left. He, you just left. You just walked up. And then I was like, uh, uh, and I was a child. <laughs> yeah, I would get really upset. What makes you an exciting person to go to Disneyland with? I feel like I go to have fun. Whatever it is that we're going to be doing, whether we're drinking in DCA, whether we're going on rides or whether we're just watching shows or just parades and walking around, I have fun and I go to have fun because if it's not fun, it's I'm not going to be there. It's a really long drive. It's a 40. It's 80 miles total for me to go Disneyland, go to Disneyland and back. It's like almost 40 miles each way. So that's, I guess, what makes me an exciting guest is, like, I don't go to, like, not have fun. And it's always a fucking good time. And everyone who's ever been with me, which a lot of the viewers have, like, they know that. Yeah, yeah. and what makes, it, what makes it so fun for you is, would you say, like, you're just, like, super present in the moment, just really, like, drinking alcohol? And, <laughs> and, getting, and getting high off of alcohol and... <laughs> Would you say that that's what really makes it really fun? Like, what if you were to just factor factor away the alcohol? Let's say you're not getting high off oh of the God. drug alcohol. Oh like, would you God. say would you would you say that it would still be fun if you're not high on drugs? We don't. We don't. Oh my God, we do not drink every time we go. And if we really, drink, really, we don't black out at Disneyland, bro. Like, no, you're not. No, no, no one said blackout. No one said blackout. Like, even a buzz is you getting high, right? Just going normal, just sober, completely sober, that is that is what I'm talking about. In comparison to that, would you say that if you were to just not be high, would you be as fun? Yeah. What the fuck? I've been going to Disneyland since I was a kid. Like, anybody who's been to Disneyland with me, who I went to high school with, went with me before we could even drink. I could. Yeah. I just started yeah, drinking that- two years ago. Yeah, but in the past two years, you've developed all your relationships. You guys have had a great time. I wonder. I just wonder. Just a, just a, just something. Oh just God. me. Just thinking. What if you were to just take on being sober for like a year, and and you were to go to Disneyland often? I wonder if it would be the same magical, fun, exciting experience without being high. Oh my God. Of course, of course it would be like, what do you even mean? I mean, and when we go to drink, we have a fucking michelada. Like that doesn't do anything to you actually. Well, it depends on who I'm there with. Sometimes we'd be like double fisting wine. (laughs) What are you doing? 
I can hear that so loud. <laughs> I'm double fisting scissors. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, that wraps this up. So, Ashkan, is there anything that you would like to plug? Is your Instagram private right now or is it public? Like, where can people find you? Um, I can make it public. I just made it private for certain characters, but I'm going to make it public. So, Ashkan's going to make it public by the time this comes out. So, But you honestly – no, no, you don't have to, right? Like, this isn't a thing. <laughs> well, he's, he's like, good eye candy. So, if, like, you just want to go and, like, stalk him, just go and do it. And I'm, I'm sure – I'm really he... not. It's not that impressive. We're good. What is your Instagram? Like what? Yeah, I feel it's like just it's just it. it's just my name. It's Ashgon underscore Shahnyani. And honestly, I'm only here to like make friends, right? So it's not like an eye candy thing. It's not like a popularity thing. Like if you want to say hi and you want to be a friend, I'm more than happy to be someone's friend. Oh my god, he is eye candy. He's hot as fuck. And go and follow him. And if you slide into his DMs, he will see it. And um, ladies, do not slide into his DMs because he's taken. But if you do want to slide into his DMs and just talk about me and tell him how pretty I am, then you can totally do that. He would love that. Yeah, and I also want to plug something because I don't know what that was. I want to plug yeah. something of my own. So yeah. yeah, so I want to plug in good nutrition. I want to plug in exercise regularly. Take like hikes, do cardio. This is to you, Brandon. And also Jesus. I want to... I also want to plug in possibly just giving up alcohol because it's not good for you. Is this plugging to the people or are you talking to me? Because this sounds like one of your Friday night rants. I'm plugging to you and to everyone that listens to you. <laughs> All right, you guys. Ashkan says to not have sex until you're married and to never no. drink alcohol ever again. No. No. And, he's, and he's also a kitchen Nazi. So if anybody else wants any more advice, go ahead and check out his Instagram. You could absolutely have sex whenever you want. Sex is not a thing. And just just treat your body like your temple. Eat good food because they're out there trying to kill us. I'm telling you guys. I'm telling you. I can go on and on about this. But they're <laughs> purposely bringing you to sickness. They're purposely making you ill. I'm telling you, they don't do this in any other country. If you go to Iran, everything is great. If you go to other places in Europe, everything is great. But here in America, no, no, no. They want you in in the industry of pharmaceuticals, they want you sick. They want to medicate you because that's the whole industry that makes a lot of money on you being sick. And if I can be out there telling you to go and eat good food and exercise and give up the alcohol, I absolutely will do that. Thanks, Dad. All right, you guys. And that is this week's show. Thank you so much for stopping by and gooping and gagging with us. It's been so fun. A special thank you over to my big brother, Ashkan Shahniani, for just being such an amazing sport through this entire process. If you guys do want to follow him, I'm going to put his Instagram in the podcast description with a link. So please go ahead and check him out. And if you want me to address your question, comment, concern, or topic in a future episode, please feel free to DM me on Instagram at withnene. You can choose to be featured anonymously or not, and um, it's a great-ass time. Once again, thanks so much for coming on, you guys. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, follow, do everything that you need to do. And don't forget to click on any of the links to head on over to the Goop Shop and get yourself some merch if you want to support the show. And of course, as Angelica Pickles says, when life gives you lemons, make applesauce. Bye, babies! It's recording.
You cannot be sucking on a popsicle seriously. Why? And make you feel funny? No, it. I can fucking hear it. Can Ew, you? Ew, stop. Can you really, though, if you really pay I attention? can fucking hear it. I have fucking headphones on. Let's, yes. Let's ask the viewers. Guys, go in the comment section. There is no comment section. This is a podcast. What do you, what do you, do you think we're, what do you think we're doing here? How are they supposed to connect to us if there's no comment section? They don't. They listen to me rant and then they tell me I'm pretty on Instagram. That's literally how it works.